This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. sir yeah back new year well wait weren't we supposed to have a uh, new studio we do have a new studio bud but why aren't we in it because i i have to self-quarantine for 14 days because i just <laughs> got back from california yeah. we'll get in there it's, it's looking cool it we we promise you there is a studio coming but one or two more on zoom i guess we got to do yeah no big deal so hopefully you had a nice holiday and all that shit, blah, blah, blah. That feels like it's so far behind us now that we're almost done with January. What have you been binging on, Casey? What See, have I've, I been I'm thinking about for this show because we're doing it totally different. I'm just going to make up segments. All right. Right. It's I like been... a nice, cold nighttime kind of chill, smoky kind of vibe. Am I allowed to answer the fucking question? Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, nothing, nobody's stopping you. <laughs> When we decided to do this show 10 minutes ago, you didn't say, write down what have you been binging on. You said, what movies fucked my life up? Oh, yeah, that's segment two. I didn't tell you about segment one. (laughs) What have you been binging on? You've been on the airplane. I know what you've been binging on because you keep texting me. You're like, hey, check this out. Check this out. I watch pro wrestling, man. I watch... It, like the wrestling world is crazy right now. You have no idea. I know you're into it. You're like, holy shit, this just happened. Oh shit. Text, text. I'm like, oh Christ, he's going to make me turn on wrestling. <laughs> and then I do, and I have no idea what's going on. It, it, but you showed me something the other day. Who, who is the uh, wrestler? I mean, out of nowhere, like a cannonball. She just flies across the uh, the ring and hits the guy in the belly. He goes, and he falls down and he's dead. I don't remember exactly what I showed you, but so I've been watching a lot of AEW and actually over the holidays, I was down in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Well, I went to Tallahassee first and then I went to uh, my girlfriend and I went to Amelia Island for New Year's. We spent the the New Year's Eve in Amelia Island on the coast of uh, Florida. And on the way there, we stopped in Jacksonville at the AEW show on Wednesday night. It was, uh, I guess, the 30th of December now. Going back a ways. You go there for the show? It's not a touring thing? Well, I guess it's not touring because of COVID, but are they usually touring? Is that still the way that wrestling works? Yeah, it, that is the way wrestling works pre-COVID. But uh, because AEW is owned by the cons who own uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's actually a stadium, a little amphitheater, open-air theater next to the Jaguar Stadium called Daly's Place, and that's where they've been running all their shows on Wednesday nights. Where do you, where do you tune in? Is it 
TNT, TBS, are those still channels? I don't yeah, know. buddy, TNT. That's where you, that's where you can get it. TNT on Wednesday nights. Yeah, so it's it's real. I'll just go through it really quick. I don't I don't want to be hung up on wrestling the whole show. So it's really cool right now. Uh, everyone knows Vince McMahon owns the WWF, uh, WWE as it's called now, right? So this AEW is like a, a startup company, and they're they're just over a year old. Uh, they just crowned a new champion, Kenny Omega. But now, as soon as he won, he, like, left. He ran out, and he took, like, a, a helicopter over with this other guy who is the promoter of this other company, Impact Wrestling, that's on Access Television. So they're actually working with other companies instead of trying to compete against the other companies. They're working together. Yeah. With uh, so it's pretty cool trying to like do crossover events and stuff. Actually, Kenny Omega just wrestled on Impact Wrestling's pay per view this past weekend, which was pretty cool. That's something that like Vince McMahon would never do, like his work with other companies. You know, that's kind of how life is. You adapt or you die, like a dinosaur. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, you know, the, where I work in my 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 day life, like I look at all these companies that, like Toys R Us. How could Toys R Us be gone? Well, they they didn't adapt. So it sounds like this is a, a group of smart people that are like the old fashioned way of kind of doing wrestling isn't there anymore so is their main goal to be televised or are they more are they gonna make more money on on well no they are televised yeah they're they're televised every wednesday night and actually they they got a deal for a second show on tnt and they actually they're running a second show every tuesday night so it's a youtube show it's what they call uh dark it's they film it after i'm sorry they filmed two matches pre-Dynamite for the fans to see that that isn't on television. And then they film everything uh, for this dark show after Dynamite goes off the air. The dark show. Ooh. Yeah. Tell me about the dark show. <laughs> so it's on YouTube on uh, Tuesday nights. It's pretty cool. It's like a, it's a lot of independent wrestlers. That's what I was, an independent wrestler. So, like, if I was still in the independent wrestling scene, I would try to make my way to get onto this dark show and then try to keep getting on this dark show to get a contract with AEW to then be on television every Wednesday night. I thought it was going to be something like you go down to this dingy cellar and everybody's got chains and you're like, yeah, you know, it's like then suddenly Van Damme walks in, checks out the room and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, um, no, it's... No, it's this the exact same arena, just with no one in the crowd. Oh. Yay! Thank you, sir. <laughs> that was the janitor just walking by. Oh shit. So I've been digging into this uh this toy galaxy, right? It's it's a, a show and it's all about like uh things from the eighties, like toys from the eighties, but not just toys, but uh also like some of the shows, some of the shit that you forgot. And it's weird. It's like the more you dive into this stuff, and I'm glad that these guys are, are uncovering it because I would have totally forgotten it. But it's super strange to like see that thing and go, holy shit, I remember that. And then like a little bit more of your brain unlocks, man, like totally wicked. Like you're just fucking like Airwolf. I was watching something on Airwolf and I was like, fucking Airwolf. I don't think I would have ever remembered Airwolf. So, it, you know. Smoke and, and, and go watch some of this stuff. And you're like, whoa, I fucking mean, toys were so big 
for me and my friends. Like I remember a, a summer of just GI Joe adventures, you know, and that was it. Yeah. That was my summer. And that was fun. Dude, I remember that too. Like, I'm sure if you would dig in the side of my dad's hill up where he lives, you would still find some of my G.I. Joe and uh, like Ghostbusters. I remember putting rockets like on all the all the shit and just like send it up into the air. And you, but you made stories. I mean, you <laughs> kind of wrote your own movies. That's how I probably got so interested in. Uh, script writing and things like that. It's it's a it's not I'm not a script writer, but I love like learning about the process. I love all that shit because I liked thinking up stories when I was a kid. And when you look back at some of the shit, it's like anything made in the 80s was made for a 13 year old. I don't care what it was rated, it was made for a 13 year old. So it's fun to go back and revisit all that shit. But there's a lot of times I'm just like, holy fuck, I remember that. And then I'm just remembering other things that were like related to it. I'm like. Yeah, I had a friend. His name was TJ. What the fuck happened to TJ? Oh, yeah. TJ introduced me to Greg. Greg got beat up in the parking lot. And, like, all these, like, memories start to sort of open up. Thank you, Toy Galaxy. Thank you for unlocking that that murky part of my brain that apparently I'm trying to hide for some reason. (laughs) This is is a YouTube show? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a sh- there's a show like that on Netflix also. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's a The Toys That Made Us. The Toys That Made Us. Yeah, it's a short series. I watched all of those, most yeah. of them. I can't say I've watched like the My Little Pony one because honestly, I don't really care about My Little Ponies, but I've watched like the wrestler ones. There was a wrestling one, remember? Yep. I watched the uh, GI Joe one. There was a He-Man one, I think. Yeah, I watched all that shit. Like, cause I was into all that stuff. Yeah, me too. Big time. The show's awesome because it's like, well, here's how we came up with that idea. We had a deadline, but we got real drunk and we were hungover and we had an hour left. So Freddie went and took a shit, took a notepad, drew He Man, came back, said, "Here we go. We've been working on this for a month." Like, I love those behind the the, the scenes stories. Yeah, yeah, I like when they're like, "We couldn't come up with a character. We couldn't come up with a mold, so we took this figure." And put this head on it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are geniuses. (laughs) I remember He-Man, man. man. I do. I remember when, uh, because I had Beast Man. Do you remember Beast Man? Uh, Was he from He-Man? Yeah, he was orange. I'm sure I do. If I saw him, yeah. He was one of the first uh, uh, waves. And then you, you knew they were running out of ideas when... Suddenly, Moss Man comes out. It's Beast Man in, like, green astroturf to be, like, mossy. And you're like, you didn't even fucking try. You didn't try. You didn't change the face at all. I mean, we bought this shit up. We didn't care. We noticed, and then we said, our imaginations will never let us see that again. There are two different people. This is Beast Man. This is Moss Man. They're not even related. It's crazy about the, that you say about these toys now because... It all comes full circle because I, you know, I collect toys again. Yeah, <laughs> I got my my Jason figures too, so I'm uh, I'm not too far behind you to be honest. I just looked up at my wall here. I got there's Venom, there's Spider Man, Ash, Freddy, Michael Myers. I'm I'm a toy collector too. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> pretend I'm above it. I guess I'm not. So they've been hanging there this whole time, twenty five episodes in. And you made fun of me several times for collecting toys. I don't think I made fun of you. I, I let it 
seem like I was making fun of you, but I didn't. It's theater of the mind, Casey. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> all right. So this this episode, we're, as we're, we're making it up as we go along, which is what we did with one of our other episodes. What episode did we do that? We were just fucking winging. Galaxy of Terror. And that was one of our best ones, too. All right. Then that's our style. We have no style. We just have a couple ideas. And that, that last segment, what was that called? What are you uh, binging on? Yeah, what are you that, binging on? That was a hit. I'm already hearing how much people like that one. Instant feedback. If you subscribe to our wait, podcast. Did you, wait, you, do, 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 this just in. You do have a fan letter, correct? I do have a fan letter. All right. We'll get to that at the end, though. <laughs> we have an agenda. There's, We have to stay organized. Right. We have to stay on point. We can't be professional if we just drift away and, and just start doing things willy-nilly. So, wait. So, we don't – we're just the show that <laughs> – has no outline, but we have, we have an outline. It's not a concrete outline. All right. It's wiggly. But you have to read that letter at the end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you send the letter? Maybe you sent the letter because it was on. We're, we'll get to the letter, man. You're pushing me. I can only do so many things at once. I could do less than one thing at once. All right. I'm trying to keep us on track. All right. So the sec- the next segment, Casey, is called the top five movies that fucked you up the most. I gave you five minutes to come up with this list. This and is I gave myself- I for. Yeah. Well, I barely got through the list. So I was like, this segment is already going to fucking suck because I'm not going to be able to come up with five. But at the last minute, I did it. All right. So I would love to know, Casey, starting at number five, your, your least of the five. Well, I got four. <laughs> since you gave Good me enough. five since you Good gave enough. me five minutes so right, tell me what say, your number four is i would say the least one would be full metal jacket now this is going back this doesn't have to be when we were from when we were a child or this is yeah. any, of any time of our life right yeah you're, you're almost 40 and if you're still <laughs> fucked up by movies then you know you got a soft spirit and that's okay <laughs> You are a gentle man. I am a gentle soul, bro. I have so, full metal jacket. Yeah. Full transparency. I think I saw in pieces and never saw uh, it together. So I dude. don't know why everybody loves it so much. Not only did it fuck I know, me, I know. All right, it fucked me up, but I was I was a kid, you know. I was like a I mean, I had to be I don't know, 10, 13, I don't know, something like that. Oh, all right. So you were scared of the war aspect. Well, not not only that. My dad was a Marine, like, and I remember watching it with my dad. Right. And he was never – he never was in any war, war situations. But, like, I remember him telling me, like, that that was exactly how Paris Island was the way and if you remember the first half of that movie is all paris island and there's some fucked up shit that happens in it i i just remember the the guy the drill sergeant yelling at the uh matthew modine yeah yeah and uh, that's a good call i'm gonna have to go back and check that out yeah i mean now going back i mean it's it's one of my favorite movies it's one of the best written movies and like knowing that my dad was a marine you know well, it was before that time, obviously, because he, it came out after he was a Marine. But to, for him to say how accurate that, that 
at least the first half of that movie is, you know, he, he never, my dad was never in any wars, but it, it showed me, I guess, how great a movie could be made, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah. No, I love Stanley Kubrick. I think I just do not like war movies. I probably, they're too real. I like movies that aren't real. Real life scares me enough. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't watch war movies. I don't watch anything too real. And I, I like Platoon was big when I was young. Even um, uh, Red Dawn was big. Remember that movie? I never saw that. I never saw that. Do you remember the premise? Like Charlie Sheen was in it. Patrick Swayze he was like mid 80s. They were not big stars yet. But like the Russians dropped out from the sky and invaded America and they're shooting up the school and students are dying. But these handful of kids, uh, you know, save the day. It's, it's eighties, it's 80 shit, you know? So of course they saved the day, but like, it's just war was too real and too scary for me. So I never saw platoon. I never saw lots of shit. Well, it's the, uh, the private Ryan and Brian. I never saw that either. Up until recently, I actually, I was the other way around. I prefer movies that only movies that would actually happen, like true, real stories. Oh, really? I, I until recently, within I'd say the last five five years, ten years, I got recently into uh, you know like the superhero stuff, the that that type of stuff, the the horror type stuff. Would you watch serial killer stuff? Are you into that? That real life stuff? Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. What's your number five? Did you get five? I got five. All right. So th- this one, really one through four are the ones that fucked me up. This one came close. So there's a move. Do you know who Peter Jackson is? Yeah. Did you know that Peter Jackson, before he made Lord of the Rings and he made King Kong and, you know, a couple other uh, well-respected movies, uh, did you know he made like crazy off the wall horror? I know that only because you you told me that prior to this conversation. So he made a movie called Bad Taste. And this fucking thing was just foul ball the whole time. Here, go. go, You got to Google this. Look this one up. Foul taste. Bad taste. Bad foul, taste. I called it a foul ball. <laughs> That's what its poster should have said. Bad taste by Peter Jackson is a foul ball. Don't you think that like all those movie posters that have all those like great quotes, you know, if you wanted to get your name on a movie poster and your name was like, you know, you're Casey Shearer and you're like, I would love to have my name on the Star Wars movie poster, but everyone hates it. Like you get like everyone pans it. Wouldn't you be the one to go? It was fucking great. It blew my mind just to get your name on the on the movie poster. I swear to God, when you see a really shitty movie and it's like greatest movie of all time, Empire, you're like, you know, it's not. You just know everybody else is going to say nothing good about it. And you just want the uh, free publicity. We talked about bad taste before on this podcast because I remember posting this picture in one of the. In one of our clips, I remember putting this in in one of the episodes. The the movie poster for this bad taste, giving the middle finger. Yeah, with yeah. an AK forty seven. Yeah, it is brutal. There's another one called, and it's it's a comedy. It's a slapstick, Evil Dead two style, using all of uh, I guess it's New Zealand. I'm assuming because Peter Jackson shoots in New Zealand, so it's just like New Zealand setting, which is already 
kind of abstract for simple-minded Americans in the eighties, you know, we don't, we don't know anything outside of our own backyards. So the whole thing seems trippy and it's like, there's zombies walking around and then the zombies turn out to be alien zombies. The fucking movie is alien zombies. And I'm just, what the fuck is going on here? So people would come over and I'd be like, you got to see this movie. And it just, nobody could make it through this movie. Pretty fucked up shit. Bad taste. Bad taste. It's in bad taste. It's a foul ball. Have you seen it since? Uh, not since probably showed some people in the nineties, not since the nineties. I might even be off a whole swing of, uh, years. We'll have to do a watch along of bad taste. If it's we can rough, find dude. it. Blah, if we can find gross. it. <laughs> All right. What's your number? Uh, what's your next one? All right. So I guess my next one, if we're going in order of least fucked up, right. Mm hmm. I'll say this one only because I don't remember it all that often, and you gave me five minutes to make this list. But it, it was a movie called Chuck and Buck. And the only thing... <laughs> the only thing I sort of remember about it is I just watched like a, the trailer to it uh, before we started. I think Buck... You know, Buck and Chuck were friends when they were kids. And, you know moved apart, grew apart, Chuck got married, Buck's kind of like this weird dude, and finds Chuck again, and then, like, sort of becomes infatuated with him, and, like, always just wants to hang around, and... Like in the in in the one part that I watched, it was uh, it was pretty weird. So it's still it, like just watching the scene that I watched was pretty uncomfortable. Was it meant to be uncomfortable, or was yeah, it meant to be woke? And you were just like, no. I mean, it's weird. definitely like I in the comments section on YouTube. It's all it like they're all like Joe Rogan brought me here. So Joe Rogan must have talked about it at one point with Sturgill Simpson. And okay. uh, it's like, yeah, everyone's like, wow, uncomfortable. This is this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck and Buck. Yeah, Chuck and Buck. Just think of the words that go together with those uh, those names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's – they didn't name it like Neil and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have. That was an old dice clay joke. <laughs> what are your names, Neil and Bob? Is that like what you do, eh? Yeah. All right, we're moving on. So the next movie I put on here, you ever see the movie I Spit on Your Grave, the original? No, no I haven't. I heard about it, though. <laughs> this one's rough, dude. This one is rough. So I don't know why they remade it. All right, so it's a 1978 movie. You know how, like, in, in that period you're the best quality you could get was like you know um like Beastmaster, like that was high quality but then you had like low quality 1978 you know <laughs> low quality 1980 this is one of those low quality movies like texas chainsaw massacre when he's chasing that girl and because it looks like it's shot with like this handheld camera like it looks like lost footage. It just looks scarier. Yeah, so this yeah. is filmed in that kind of style. All right. So basically she goes out into the woods, uh, cabin in the woods story. She's going out to, to get some time away. Bunch of guys see her. They rape her dude in a way that's like, this is like porn. How are we getting, I, this must have been way beyond rating systems. And it's really, really graphic. And then it becomes a 
Well, she's going to go pick each one of them off. So then it turns into a revenge movie and the movie becomes awesome. So it's like, fucks you up bad in the beginning. And then at the end, you're like, yeah, 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 get them, get it. But it's such a weird emotional roller coaster. It is a dark movie. I spit on your grave. I spit on your grave. The original, the OG. Have you seen the new one? No, because I'm afraid it's going to be too much like the old one. I don't think, I mean, can they do that anymore? I don't know what they can do anymore. I don't think they can do that anymore. They made, they remade that Charles Bronson movie with Bruce Willis, Death Wish. Yeah. In the, in the original Death Wish, there was a brutal rape scene in the beginning with, uh, Jeff Goldblum raped Charles Bronson's wife and daughter, like with a gang. And he's like such a nice guy. (laughs) I guess hopefully in real life he is. I can't do this in real life. (laughs) Was that good? No, it was awful. That's an impression I can't do. I do not believe they did that in the new one with Bruce Willis. I'm not sure what that opening scene was, but I don't believe it was a rape scene. Well, now we're all down and bummed out. (laughs) What's your next movie? All right. I guess let's go with, uh, I only have two more. So this one was like when I was, uh, you know, my late teens, I guess. Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Really? This, that fucked you up? This one... Because you were fucked up when you watched it, This right? one didn't fuck me up. This one changed my life. Like, I have a tattoo on my back of a scene from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I have a scene, or I have a, a character. This This tattoo up here, that one, is from the book. And it's on uh, Tobey Maguire's shirt. In in the movie, it's uh, Mickey Mouse on acid. <laughs> it was uh, Ralph Steadman and Hunter Thompson were very good friends. Ralph Steadman did all the artwork for Hunter Thompson. Yeah, that that movie, and uh, like when Barbara and I went to Colorado, I made sure I went to the Woody Creek Tavern, and I drove up around the corner and saw Hunter Thompson's house. And I, th- I believe I even mentioned it to you. You can, you can rent his cabin out to stay there, but it has to be, it's like a minimum of a five-night stay, and it's like $500 a night. How did he die? Killed himself. Yeah, did he kill himself there? Yeah, uh, in the house, yeah. This is Oof. the cabin next door. I'm not renting that. <laughs> but, yeah, have you seen the movie? Have you seen that? I have. That's another one that you're reminding me I should go back and look at. Yeah. Yeah, if you read, like, if you, obvious, uh, do you read, have you ever read books, a book? (laughs) (laughs) Just in picture books. I only read picture books. If they put those squiggly little shapes in there, I can't do anything with it. So most of the time, if a book is made into a movie, it's changed significantly. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They change things. If you go and you read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and watch the movie at the same time, it's word for word, that movie. I'm not that fast a reader. It's insane the way that they did it, though. Like, 
everything that Hunter Thompson talked about, he recorded everything. Like as he was writing, he recorded it. And then he had it transcribed into, you know, somebody typed it then. So like there's a part of the movie or a part of the book where it's like, we're not exactly sure what happened here because the tapes were messed up. <laughs> and then like in that part of the movie, I believe that's the part where they're all taking uh, the uh, adrenochrome. If you remember that part that they get from the, the human body, it can only be taken from the adrenaline gland. Okay. Of a human body. And Hunter Thompson, played by Johnny Depp. Uh, Benicio Del Toro is playing his lawyer in that movie. And he says, you only need a tiny taste. And they they show uh, Johnny Depp in the background. And he's just like, glug, 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 just taking way too much. <laughs> and those are, I believe that's the part of the, uh, the book that is missing. Mm. But yeah, that movie, yeah, and and Hunter Thompson's book fucked my world up for uh, quite a quite a while. I'm gonna have to catch up on it again. Yeah, yeah, they're fun. I could, uh, you wouldn't want to watch that with me. I could, I could recite it word for word, most likely. Oh, really? Even after not seeing it for many years. You're a fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, and then actually, if you want to go back even deeper, there's another movie uh, with Bill Murray. It's called Where the Buffalo Roam, and that's based on uh, some of Hunter's writings from the 70s. So I know something about that. I know that Bill Murray wanted to go and, and try to do a drama, and it bombed. Like, he was hot with his first couple movies or something like that, and he's like, well, I'll do this silly movie. I don't remember the story. I'm sure it's, you know, Google it. They said, all right, you do our silly movie. We'll let you do this or make this Hunter S. Thompson movie. And it bombed. And I, I heard it kind of like kind of screwed up his momentum because he wanted to get away from just doing comedy. Wow. Yeah, I never heard that. I know he. I, I know that him and Johnny Depp both, you know, at separate times, obviously, when they were making the movie. But I believe they both lived with Hunter for a short amount of time in Colorado. Maybe we sleep it on their couch. Have you ever seen the Twilight Zone movie? Not the movie. That one fucked me up. There was a kid who had the power to like do anything or, or something like that. But there was a scene. I remember just watching it. It, it was one of those um, segment movies, you know, like Creep Show, or you know, you get scenes, you get skits, mm-hmm. you know, segments. You know what segments are? <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> read a book? Let me really explain this to you. Um, but there's this kid had some kind of power to be able to make his parents disappear, and they were all terrified of what he was going to do to them. And I don't know why that kid scared the hell out of me. Like, just absolutely gave me nightmares. This is your thought, number two? This is my number three. Three. I'll skip ahead because you only got one more. So this Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I won't go back and watch it again. And when is that? When is that from? The 80s. The 80s. You like Twilight Zone stuff. I, I, miss do. I really do. Steven Spielberg has something to do with it. Produced Is that Rod Serling also? I think he was passed away, but it was kind of his, like, you know, homage to him. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy, um, I'm blanking on his name. His son is an actor, too. Well, if you're watching the YouTube, we'll, we'll pop it on the screen. But he died in an in a accident on the movie. So, like, somebody actually died. A major star died in Twilight Zone. That movie's just fucking haunted. Oh, wow. 
Fuck that movie. <clears throat> there's a there's another good series by Rod Serling that not a lot of people know about called The Night Gallery. It's yeah. sort of like uh, The Twilight Zone, and mm-hmm. I think the first one was done by Spielberg. And I know that our former guest uh, Joe Alves had something to do with a lot of the night galleries. He was the production designer on a lot of them. Let's dig back into there. Um, the second one I got, I don't even know the name of this movie, and I'm hoping somebody can can tell me what movie this is. So I have a distinct memory of being a kid, and I was supposed to be in bed, and I crawl out of bed, and I go downstairs, and, and my dad used to travel a lot. And my mom was just watching the movie alone. And, and in the 80s, man, violence was everywhere on TV. And I remember walking around the corner and I remember seeing a guy get out of a helicopter. And the guy who's flying the helicopter goes, I'm going to get that guy. And hits a switch and turns the helicopter on. And it goes and scalps the guy and kills the guy. Like, this isn't possible. This can't be done. But. As a kid, I saw that, and I was like, I can't sleep anymore, Bob. I'm done. I'm never sleeping again. Never sleeping. I still, you know, remember Remember, we were talking about uh, the, the scene in uh, Beastmaster where they throw the baby into the fire, and in my imagination, I remember it, like, a lot more vividly and a lot more, you know, awfully. This is probably one of those things, but, oh, it was so awful. I need I'm somebody gonna, to tell me what movie this is. I'm trying to look it up. Are you sure it was a movie? No, it could have been a dream. <laughs> it'd have been a fucking nightmare <laughs> all right well what's your number one movie uh all right so my number one movie and this just uh is a fairly recent movie it didn't really fuck me up all that much i just thought it was a fucked up movie tusk oh yeah Ugh. that's pretty rough that's I a hard movie. love that movie man i love it and it, it really, like, made me a, a – I, I, like, always knew of Kevin Smith. You know what I mean? Like, but I was never a big Kevin Smith fan. Like, those movies didn't really ever do it for me when I was growing up, you know? I just thought, kind of thought they were all pretty stupid, you know? But Tusk, yeah, that's a fucked up movie. If you're into – I mean, talk about original. You know, it doesn't – there's not – there's no other movie like it. Yeah, it's pretty weird. You know, I mean, when it ends, you're uncomfortable. You're just like, (laughs) fuck you guys for making this movie. I just paid to see this and I'm walking out miserable. I can't wait till he's supposed to make, he's supposed to complete the trilogy, the Tri North trilogy, and he's supposed to make Moose Jaws. Oh boy. And it's supposed to be exactly. The movie Jaws, but with a moose. And do the big antlers close in like, <laughs> like a shark jaw? I'm not sure. Yeah, but if you haven't seen Tusk and you're into uh, fucked up movies, it's with Justin Long and uh, who's the kid from Sixth Sense? That would be uh, Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's fucked up. Well, my last movie, I don't even know if you know about this movie. Maybe you do, but I don't know a whole shit ton about it because this movie scares me so much that even when I see things like, you know, just cruising on YouTube and, 
YouTube's, you know, knows better than me algorithm is always like, hey, this is what you would like and you would like this and you would like this. And then if they put this movie in front of me, I like get all nervous and uncomfortable. Would you like to watch behind the scenes making of this movie? <laughs> like I get really uneasy. The movie's called Time Bandits. Oh, Terry Gilliam. Yep. I, I know you should check it out and watch it again, but I saw it in the movie theater, and the only thing I remember is the parents. I must have some weird thing with parents. Remember they touched the stone oh, and they no. vanish at the end? No, that's not the movie I'm thinking of then. It had all it had some of the cast of um Monty Python. It was like the seven dwarfs type of scenario. Well, Terry Gilliam was in Monty Python. Right. It was on my it was on my list of things to watch. Is Jennifer Tilly in it? Maybe. I'm telling you. I saw it as a kid. My dad took me to see it. I was never the same. I was so scared of losing my parents with that damn movie. <laughs> and I'll say to people, like, that's the movie I won't watch. And they say, Well, why? I said, Because of that scene. And nobody seems to like say, Yeah, that scene was in it. <laughs> like, I'm Sean not even sure Connery I it. was in it. Shelley Duvall. It's a people love this movie, and I'm too scared to watch it again. It gets a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I'm going to have to suck it up. We'll do an episode where, where we watch it and you just hear me get all scared. And we can do a watch along with it. Casey, I'm scared. The, the, I'll tell you, the, the movie that I was thinking of, the Terry Gilliam movie that I was thinking of, is called Tideland. Never Have you ever seen that? No. That movie is fucked up. That's my number one. That's <laughs> your new number one. <laughs> well, I'll have to check it out. Dude, Je- all, the only thing I remember from that movie is Jennifer Tilly and Jeff Bridges, I believe, are the parents in this movie. And they were both addicted to heroin, I believe. I just remember the little girl in the in the movie having to shoot the parents up with heroin. Oh. And then, like, one of them, I'm pretty sure Jennifer Tilly died and they, like, stuffed their body or, like, something, like, laid her body in the bed. And, like, she, uh, it was, yeah. That, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, any movie where a child is shooting their parents with heroin. I just, you just reminded me of another one. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh my God, that that's the worst one. I that's so bad that see it didn't even make my list. I blocked it out. All right, it has Michael Rooker in it? I remember it looked so real and grisly. Like oh, he plays a good fucked up character. Oh, no, that movie. Yeah, you kill you kill a kid, you cross a line, and I'm like, oh, this movie just keeps crossing fucking lines. Not because wow. he's constantly killing kids, but it's just like oh, everything I saw was like one just head in the box next to another. Jason Voorhees doesn't even kill kids, man. No, it's sacred. You don't kill dogs and you don't kill kids. Cats. Uh, <laughs> flip a coin on that one. <laughs> well, that was, how'd you like that segment? That was the top five segment of the show. I like that. Yeah. All right. Making it up as we go. Kind of. So the the last one is, is the letter segment case. We got a letter. So in the, uh, we the got Facebook a letter. Segment, yeah, we have a Facebook group. People are uh, are in there, and Casey's keeping everybody up to date and trying to get some interaction going in there. I posted, hey, if you want to see anything on the show or have any questions or anything, 
so was this like snail mail? Someone sent you a letter. Someone sent you a letter. <laughs> no, it was an email. <laughs> But they didn't sign it, so now I made the form. So you have to put your name in there. Wait, wait, wait. How the fuck did someone send you a message on Facebook and you don't have their name? No, 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 no. It wasn't on Facebook. It was through the website. So you go to oh. Deluxe Edition Not Show, and there's a section that just contact us. And I said, just send some shit. Give us some content. We're being lazy. And uh, this, I thought you wrote this. What happened to that 80s movie quiz? I did not write that. I didn't even know we had a thing that you could do that. You and me talked about it, and I think I know who wrote this because I I was mentioning it to somebody. We were going to do a pop quiz game, an 80s pop quiz trivia. You're going to try to beat me. That was the the idea. Yeah. We could do it right now. Let's fucking do it right now. Right now. Go online. You can just ask me the questions and see if I get it. All right, all right. All right, go online and and pick a a pop culture question. All right. Give me two seconds. All right, we could edit all this out. We're going to keep score for the entire show if we do this again. I can't be beat. All right, Bill, are you ready? (laughs) All right, here we go. Would you like 80s music trivia, 80s movie trivia, 80s TV trivia, or 80s pop culture trivia? All right, let's be specific. Pick one. Pick one of the first three. I'm okay with all those. All right. You're well-versed in music, Mm -hmm. so let's go with 80s TV trivia. (laughs) (laughs) The old switcheroo. All right, we'll start with an easy one here. Mike, Ben, and Carol Seaver were from which show? Growing Pains. All right. All right. I'm one for one. We got to keep score on this. I want to do this game every episode. All right. Which show hosted by Mario Cantone involved trivia questions and a maze? What is this 80s trivia? It sure is, bub. No, it isn't. Mario Cantone, the comedian. He wasn't around in the 80s. I will give you a hint. The show aired. Between 1987 and 1993 on WWOR. And Mario Cantone continued to star on numerous television shows and developed a successful comedy career after this show. Throw it away. I didn't have WWOR. I wasn't lucky enough to live in New York. That was one of those channels where, like, if you worked really hard with the antennas in the 80s, like, you might be able to pick up a speck of it. I think oh, that was it was a specific New York show. Yeah, yeah. Let me look that up. I want to make right. sure. I guess we'll. I guess since you're, you don't want to play along with the real game. It's a caucus, New Jersey, serving Greater New York City. Yeah, I can't be. Uh, I can't be on the hook for that. <laughs> but aren't you goddamn impressed that I know what WWOR is? Yeah. All right. Hit me with you, another one. That should give you something. What was the name of the uh, game? All right. What was the name of the game? The show was Steam Pipe Alley. No. Moving along. Which sitcom featured a collection of teenagers, including Charlie Moore? Charlie Moore was a teenager? I think you might got me on this one. A collection of teenagers. One of them's name is Charlie Moore. Yes. Would you like to know more about the show? Yeah, bit. I mean, there's there could be a lot of shows with teenagers in the 80s. You're right. All right. So this show 
featured a group of honor students in a high school, and the show aired between 1986 and 1991. Honor Man. students. Is it square pegs? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Honor students. I mean, I know it's not facts of life. I'm thinking of any group of kids in the 80s. This was a good one. I even remember this one. I'm remembering the one with uh, the father was a coach of a Heather Langenkamp was in that one. I don't think that's it. All right. Head right. of the class. Head of the class. Charlie Connors. The name of the guy was the name of uh, the character's w- name w- was Charlie Mo- Charlie Moore. Howard what happened he- to him? Howard Dr. Hessman. Johnny Fever. Howard Hessman. Yeah, yeah. What happened to Howard Hessman? <laughs> we got to have Howard Hessman on the show. Oh, is he dead? Hold on. Hey Google, is Howard Hessman dead? I don't understand. Google doesn't know. Was Howard Hessman ever alive? Howard Hessman dead is what I'm asking Google. No, it looks like he's alive. Alive and well. I'll get his info. He lives in Lebanon, Oregon. All right. His phone number is 221 Frank call. All right, so you're one for three, one for two. Bummer. All right, one for two. I, I won't count the one. Let's see. Are you familiar with the show Cheers, Bill? Sure, I could do some cheers. All right. How many children did Carla have by the end of the show Cheers? God, that's a hard question. I think it's six. You would be wrong. What is it? Carla had eight children. I remember there's a lot of kids. Do you remember who her uh, husband was on the show? He was a hockey player. What was I his name? That. They his got name? a spinoff. No. Yeah, yeah. Carla and him got a spinoff. No, they did not. Yeah, they did. What's her name? Together. Rhea Perlman, right? Yeah. They did not have a spinoff. He died on the show. She married his ghost. In this spinoff <laughs> called "I Love You," <laughs> even in death. What the fuck is the show? You're thinking of Frasier. Mm-hmm. Frasier had a spinoff of Cheers. That was the only spinoff of Cheers. Not true. Yes, it is. Hey Google, how many spinoffs did the show Cheers have? Sorry, I don't have any information. <laughs> <laughs> Might as try to answer you. Show has the most spin-offs? No. I'm telling you, you've unlocked something. I'm not wrong. I know you're wrong because I'm a big guy. Cheers fan. It had the guy that was in Commando. Sorry. So I'm going to have to backtrack through this. All right. So we go to Commando. I just saw his fucking face. It just popped up. The Tortellis. The Tortellis. All right. You're, you were right. You. The Tortellis. How did you not find that? All I did was type in Cheers spinoff show. Come on, IMDb. The Tortellis, one season. Dan Hedaya and Gene Kasem. So she wasn't even, it wasn't even Carla. Well, I got that wrong. I thought she was on the show. 
So wait, so Carla Tortelli, her ex-husband on the show, Dan Hedaya, got a spinoff show. All right, that's what I remember, but I'm looking on IMDb and I can't find it. You can't find there the Tortellis. There it is, the Tortellis. Yeah. What the hell? That's that's the weirdest spinoff show that I've ever heard of. Gene Kasem was like the, you know, in the 80s, you always had that bombshell. She was the bombshell. She was Casey Kasem's wife. Yeah, yeah. And there was a whole, remember when Casey Kasem died, one half of the family wanted to do some of the body and she wanted to do some of the body. Everybody's fighting over poor Casey Kasem's dead body. Yeah, they hauled him around for like the longest time, right? But I got it, right? Didn't I answer this kind of right? No. What was the question? (laughs) How many kids did Carla have? (laughs) You said six. She had eight. So you're one for three. There's six in the Tortellis. So so I think I'm kind of right. But Carla had eight children. All right. She had four with Nick. I guess I'm not as good as I, I, I pretend to be. Any others in there? Oh, there's tons here. Rapid fire. Go. Who was the leading character on the 1980s sitcom show Silver Spoons? Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Ricky Schroeder, you're correct. At the beginning of the series, Roseanne, where was the main character, Roseanne, working? Hmm. She was a garbage collector. I don't know. <laughs> she was working at a plastic factory. Okay. Angela, Tony, Sam, and Mona. Angela, Tony, Sam, and Mona? Uh, who's show? the boss? Yeah. All right, who's the boss? <laughs> Which show ran throughout 1988 through 1990 and was highlighted by the Peanuts Gang? Which show was highlighted by the Peanuts Gang? I mean, I it's never, a Snoopy show. I didn't even know about this one. It's called what? This Is America, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Don't know that one. Never heard of it. I'll, I'll let that one slide. Didn't exist. It's not real. Um. All right, that's it. Rapid fire music ones? Yes. Hit me. After the death of lead singer Bon Scott, what album did ACDC release first? Oh, God. ACDC lost Bon Scott. Got the guy who goes, It was was their seventh studio album. Brian Johnson joined the group and did the song's lead vocals. Was it Back in Black? Black in Black, baby. All right. Rick Ocasek, singer. Which cars. musical groups? The, the cars. cars. You're or correct, just- sir. Uh, which 1983 Tom Cruise film film featured old time rock and roll by Bob Seger? Uh, that's uh, the one where he slides in with Rebecca De Mornay. Risky business. Risky business. Which song by the Bangles was the Hot 100 number one song 1986? Walk like an Egyptian. Wow. Why do you know that? <laughs> Which band released songs like You Sure Fooled Me, What You Do to Me, and Crazy? I don't know. Crazy. It could be. I don't know. He co-founded United for Safe Energy with Bonnie Raitt, Graham Nash, and Jackson Brown. He also earned a spot in the U.S., House of Representatives in 2007, working for the 19th Congressional District of New York. I have no idea. John Cougar Mellencamp. No, his name is John, but John Hall. The John Hall Band. John Hall, John Hall, and, and John Oates? <laughs> I, I don't got know. That wrong. Hall. 
I don't know. Don't know. No, don't know. Jenna Hall. Uh, let's see. Michael. Barbara Streisand's Woman in Love was a top-selling hit in 1980, but who wrote it? Burt Bacharach. Barry and Robin Gibb. Who was, who's Barry and Robin Gibb? The Turning Gibbs. right back on you. The, the Gibbs? The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. There we go. It's See? written down right here. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've had enough. i got to get some sleep. <laughs> All right, buddy. This was a fun one, man. Tell everyone uh, where they can find us. And we have a little sponsor now, right? We do have a sponsor. So we're working with... Let me pop up an ad. (laughs) I'm too tired to do a commercial. (laughs) We're working with Jay and Silent Bob's uh, CBD company. So uh, they they gave us the ability to offer a, um, a free couple... Well, what are they? They're pre-rolls, right? They're CBD yeah. pre-rolls. And um, all you have to do is go to JSB, jsilentbobfree.com, use the keyword deluxe, and you can get three for free. All you got to do is pay for shipping, which is $5, so I thought that was pretty cool. Then they offered us the uh, – I'm not even sure you're aware of this, Casey. So if you go to Bucci Bears, Casey, Bucci Bears, B-O-O-C-H-I-E-B-E-A-R-S.com, and you put in the keyword addition. See what we did there? Then you can actually get the same deal. They'll give you a free jar of gummy bears, CBD gummy bears. Just pay the shipping, which is $5. So jsbaffiliate.com with deluxe as the keyword if you want pre-rolls or bucciebears.com with addition as the keyword if you want gummies. Try them out. You know, I've tried a lot of uh, CBD things. I'm always like, these don't work. I didn't get to try this one yet, but my wife did. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can feel it. This one has some kick to it, so. At least you know this one's a real product, not like most of those other fakes that seem to be yeah. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I tried mine, but uh, I tried uh, – what I did was, like you had suggested in the first uh, or first ad that you did, I broke mine up and I put it in with my medical marijuana, and it did the trick. Well, get a uh, get an order of the gummies, see if you like those. Absolutely. Give us an endorsement. I will, for sure. Unless you hate them. Unless you, you get sick from them. <laughs> and we won't use them anymore as a sponsor. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to be getting sick. So, yeah, if you go to our website, deluxeedition.show, you can find all those links on there. And uh, we're also an affiliate of Instacart. You can get uh, find that link on there. Instacart's big right now during the COVID-19 uh, situation. During all the lockdown stuff, you can go on there and uh, have someone else do all your grocery shopping for you. And I think you get some money off if you use our code or use our link the first time. Yeah, it's easy. My wife does it. Easy program. Yeah. All right, bud. This was a fun one, man. So uh, we'll do a watch along or something next. We had we did a couple of polls on Facebook group, and it seems like the watch alongs were uh, some of the fun things that people liked. And uh, we'll just do a lot of a lot more of this stuff. We have some guests coming up, but. Taking a little break for the, for a little bit while we get yeah. the studio fine-tuned. Absolutely. It's a technical nightmare. Yeah. All right, brother. All right. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy.